Relevant content for our members by our members. This is TMC Connect. This is Sarah Oldiani, Member Benefits Advocate at the Mortgage Collaborative. I just want to thank you all for joining our TMC Connect call, uh, one of our uh, one of our networking calls in the TMC Connect series. Um, today's call is on using Facebook and LinkedIn to grow your business and build your brand. Um, with us is Hesh Sagafi. Um, our discussion leader today is Hesh Sagafi from Liberty Home Mortgage. He's done several of these calls for us. Thank you so much, Hesh, for joining us today. Um, and I think uh, I will go ahead and turn it over to you. Sarah, you're too kind. And I want to thank Sarah and Amy and Faith and everybody on the Mortgage Collaborative for inviting me in today again. This is actually the third time that I've done this topic for the Collaborative of um, on leveraging social media. And the truth of the matter is, is what everybody did not see about four minutes ago was that I took the material, which, which Sarah will be providing to everybody that I had to talk about today, and I completely turned it upside down on its head. So for the next few minutes, I'm completely going away from what I was focused on talking about. I'm going to talk about two different things really quick. When it comes to social media, and this was not, this is not in the material. This just came up like four minutes ago. And I told the ladies, I said, what you're about to see is I'm changing every single thing I was going to talk about. I'm reshifting my mindset here. And you're about to see somebody either blow it massively or turn this thing into the greatest thing ever. I'm going to talk to you in two different ways. I'm going to talk to you as an owner of a mortgage company. We're a mortgage banker. So my company, we're a mortgage banker. I have 160 employees, 165 employees, I think. We've been in business for uh, since November of 2014. So I'm five and a half, about just over five years in business, coming up to six years in business. We're licensed in 29 states. Last year in 2019, my company originated 300 million in volume. This year, we're probably on pace to do about 500 million in volume. We underwrite, um, we're mortgage bankers. So I don't sell to the agencies. We just started doing our applications for Fannie and Ginny and yada, yada, yada. So we sell to the, the intermediaries or whatever, um, who I have a couple choice words for with what happened a couple months ago. And for the, the guys, the, the people that own their company, they know what I'm talking about. But anyways, I'm gonna talk to you about as an owner of a company, but I'm also gonna talk to you as an originator. I've originated for 21 years. I've done this job for 21 years. I generally, personally, myself, originate 150 loans a year, give or take a little bit. Some years more, some years less. I'm totally purchase focused. I'm focused on purchases. That's really what I do. But today, especially, if you own a mortgage company, and I don't know if you can put a question up there or if they could put it into the chat box, but if, you, if you're a mortgage banker, let's just say a banker, okay? And I know we have brokers on the thing too, and I, I'm gonna go through different parts of social media for the brokers. But if you're a banker, I can tell you what your problem is, and I don't even know you or your company. You're shorthanded when it comes to underwriting and staff. Everyone on the planet right now who underwrites loans is looking for more underwriters. What I'm going to show you today with leveraging social media, I have, I've got the numbers here, actually. If you could put the screen up here, or Sarah, I guess, Sarah, if you take it down or I'm up in the middle. Dan, Danny, if you could show here. Okay, there you go. So we opened in November of 14 with two people, myself and who is now my vice president. Um, as of June of 20, I have 164 employees. Here's the important thing for everybody. I have 160 people working here, 40 of them. Actually, it's a little bit more than 40 were hired specifically because of the postings that I do on LinkedIn. So if you own your mortgage company and you're watching me right now, I want you to think about this. Because of the postings I have done on LinkedIn, because of those postings, I've hired at least 40 people. I'll tell you this one here. In the last three months, we hired three underwriters, three more underwriters. 
all of my, all because of my postings on LinkedIn. So if you own your company and you're looking for employees, you can call headhunters, recruiters, and everybody else. And I'm not saying anything bad about them, but in my personal experience, I've never had luck using a headhunter or a company to hire people. I've never had luck doing it. I post every single day, every single day on LinkedIn, I post and we've hired, I mean, when you look at the numbers, almost 30% of my company is because of the postings on LinkedIn, almost 30% of the company. So if you own your company and you're watching this today, the things I show you, the principles and philosophies I show you, you can use those to hire the underwriters. You don't have to pay a headhunting company, God knows $50,000 to hire somebody and do all this. You don't have to. Processors, support staff, that's what we need right now. I mean, quite honestly, our volume is so high. And I think this is the whole industry. It's like almost out of control. We need more staff. That's one thing I will be leveraging social media for. Let me talk to you about a loan officer. As a salesperson, there might be people, because I posted this call on my social media pages to everybody. And I've said, I don't care what you sell. You could sell tennis shoes. You could sell grills. It's the summertime now, right? You could sell swimming. I don't care what you sell. You can use the principles I show you of leveraging social media to grow your business in the world of lending. You can draw in more business, do more originations as an individual and grow yourself, grow your income and grow everything. But it all starts with this. So Sarah, can you put up the material really quick for me? It starts with these principles here. I'm going to read it out of the material if Sarah can put that up. And Sarah has the material up and I appreciate it. So this is what we're going to look at now. I'm going to read the first parts of the material. We start at the top of that page one. And again, Sarah's going to give this, they're going to be passing this out to everybody afterwards. So you'll get copies of it. But if you look at the top, it says, when it comes to business, social media is about building a brand, establishing relationships and building a following. You've got to follow me on that one. It's about building a brand, establishing relationships and building a following. That is so critical to the purpose. Below that, it says, a very important thought, which I love saying constantly, is to position yourself as the expert. Below that, you'll see, it says, before going over important questions to ask yourself in order to maximize your effectiveness and minimize the time spent doing it, there's a few core concepts which you must first understand. Below that, it says, you must make a commitment to being consistent. Sarah, if you can take that down for me, I'll come back to that in a second. And Danielle, we're going to go over here really quick. This is critical to everything I do for everybody, okay? This whole talk today is about positioning yourself as the expert. Positioning yourself as the expert. This is what we use social media for. And there's two things down here that I'm going to show you. Danny, if you could follow me here. One thing is, is you have to make a commitment. You have to make a commitment down here to being consistent, okay? And I'm going to talk to you like this right now, is that, I'll tell you this about me, myself, and Danielle, I'll go back over here. Myself, I used to hate social media. I hated it. I hated it. I hated it. I hated it. Okay. I'm very introverted. You might not be able to tell that, but the truth of the matter is I'm introverted. Okay. I like staying at home by myself. I turn on the TV. I watch TV. I watch Star Trek, the originals, not that new garbage from the eighties, but anyway, you're going to start knowing how old I am by that. Um, I'm very introverted actually. Okay but I'm in sales. So at the end of the day, I have to be outgoing in certain situations. I could not stand social media. When I was first told I needed to get on social media, I told whoever was talking to me, I said, listen, I don't care about some guy that I went to second grade with, woke up today with a stomachache. I don't care about that garbage. It means nothing to me. Today, 
I'm like glued to social media while I'm doing this talk right now. My right hand, you can't really see it. I'm reaching for my phone to see if I can read through Facebook and scroll down and click like. That's how nuts I am with social media today. I'm telling you this right now. If you're sitting on this call right now and you are not addicted to social media, but yet you want to be great and you want to reach levels of either size of your business, retirement, income, money, origin, whatever you want, then you're missing out big. Social media is critical to what we're doing. But as I showed you earlier, back over here, Danielle, you have to make a commitment. You have to make a commitment to being consistent. If you're not going to do this, this whole talk I'm doing is garbage. That's the truth of it. If you're going to sit on this call and when, I and when we're done with this thing, you're going to go back and do absolutely nothing with it. Now, again, if you own your company, say, Hesh, but I don't originate loans. Okay, but I'll tell you this one, you probably need help. You need staff. You need processors. You need underwriters, closers, post-closers. You need all those positions. I'm telling you, you've got to be posting on social media because you're going to position yourself as a person that other people want to be around, and you're going to hire those people just like I have. If we put the material back up, Sarah, if we can, I'm going to come back to this part over here. And again, these are concepts that I want you to understand. If we look back to the center, it said, you must make a commitment to being consistent. When you're starting a business, typically money is not something you have a lot of. This is a very important concept to start with. You must understand this thought. And by the way, I love this thought. If it's free, it's not easy. And if it's easy, it's probably not free. Read that a few different times. Below that, it tells you, using social media eliminates many excuses used by most businesses or salespeople because it is free and it can be done while laying under your blanket. Okay, Sarah, if you could pull that back down and Danielle, you follow me here. We'll go over here. When it comes to social media, this topic today is about leveraging social media for your business, okay? I am very averse. I do not like excuses, okay? Call me a nut, all right? I always talk about, if you follow me on social media, I always talk about the sport of wrestling. You'll see I got my wrestling t-shirt on. I coach wrestling at Brexville High School here in Cleveland. I help coach wrestling, I should say. Um, in college, when I wrestled, I wrestled at Oklahoma State University. Yes, Penn State has been claiming that title for the last decade, but too bad for them, Oklahoma State holds the most in any NCAA sport, 34 to count them out. Um, my wrestling coach in college won six world titles and two Olympic gold medals. He's the greatest U.S. wrestler in the history of our country's and the history of our sport. Um, what I learned from him, I carried it over to mortgages. And I'll tell you this one, he tolerated no excuses and neither do I. When it comes to social media, I'm going to tell you this right now. I look at my board over here. These are the biggest excuses people give me as to why they can't hire anybody or why they can't grow their business or why they can't close more loans or any of it. Number one, they don't have the money. They'll say things to me like, Hesh, I know that you buy lending tree leads or Hesh, you put on seminars or Hesh, you do this and you do that. I don't have the money for it. That's a hard argument for me to argue against. I mean, I'll give you an example. My company has a call center. We spend $150,000 a month on lending tree leads and Zillow leads, okay? 150 a month. So naturally, there's a lot of people that say, Hesh, well, I don't have that type of money to spend, but I'll let you guys in on a secret. We didn't start back in 2014 spending $150,000 when I opened the company. My first lead buys from Zillow was for like a thousand bucks a month. That was it. And then it was 3,000, then it was 5,000, then it was 7,000 and it scaled up and it's still growing to this day. 
So an excuse or a reason that a lot of people use is, I don't have the money, Hesh, to do what you do. Fair enough. Okay. The second thing is, Hesh, I don't have the time. I don't have the time. I have to take the kids here. I have to go there. I have five loans going. I have conditions. I have this. I have that. If I did a normal talk on just how to build a business and I wasn't talking about social media, a lot of people would push me away because they'd say, I don't have the money to do that. I don't have the time to do it. Let me tell you this. When it comes to social media, I got news for everybody. It's free. You know how much my posts on LinkedIn, you know how much I spend on posts on LinkedIn? Zero, that much, nothing. I don't pay a nickel for posting on LinkedIn. And we just hired four loan officers this past week. Four loan officers we just hired. We hired three underwriters in the last 90 days. I'm telling you this right now. I don't pay a dollar. And I've grown my company from myself and one other person, two people, to over 160 people, all by posting on LinkedIn and not paying a dollar for them. I'm shutting that thing off there. My phone was buzzing. I apologize, okay? So I'm telling you this right now. I do not spend a lot of, I I don't spend any money on social media. Now on Facebook, I'll show you when it comes to boosting a little bit here and there. On LinkedIn, I spend nothing, zero. So if you want to try to whip out your excuse to me of, Hesh, I don't have the money, it's not going to go over well with me. The thing I always tell everybody, if you want me to help you, I'm an open book. Everybody on this call, I don't care if you sell shoes at Foot Locker and you don't do mortgages. If you want help, I'll give you my help. I'll give you the best of every single thing I've got, no matter what it does, how it helps you, whatever. The bottom line is, is that if it helps you, it helps me, okay? But what I always tell people is this. I always say this to people. If you step up and you want to work with me and you want my time, you better be ready to get your feet held to the fire. That means if you tell me you want to be great, do you want to know something, you're going to work for it and I'm going to make you work for it. And these are the things I tell people. When it comes to social media, it doesn't cost any money, okay? The second thing is, when it comes to social media, as far as taking up your time, you can do it while laying in bed under your blanket. When I do my postings on LinkedIn and every single person on this call, go to my LinkedIn page, look, search me out, look at LinkedIn, okay? Find me on LinkedIn. Those posts, I wake up at 3.30, I start typing my post, it's done, it's kicked out the door between 4 a.m. and 6 a.m. I'm done with my LinkedIn post. LinkedIn's out the door. Don't pay a dollar for it. I did it while I was laying in bed under my blanket. My Facebook post, since 2012, I have posted every single day on Facebook, Monday through Friday from at 6 a.m. It's an inspirational, motivational thing that I do. I post on Facebook. I've not missed one in eight years now. It's free and you can do it while laying under your blanket. If any person on this call were to call me and say, Hesh, I don't have the money and I don't have the time, be ready for what I'm going to give you coming through that phone because those are not excuses. Okay, you're, well, I guess they're excuses, but they're pathetic ones at that. Social media does not cost money and it does not take up your time. You can do it while you're laying in bed, okay? So you have to understand these concepts. If you're not willing to make that commitment to do these postings while you're laying under your blanket, I can't help you. The stuff doesn't cost anything. It doesn't take up your time. If we go back to the material, Sarah, can you put the material back up? And Sarah's got the material. And again, it doesn't matter what you sell. You could be selling, I keep going, you could sell golf, uh, I said golf rackets. I don't golf, I hate golf, I'm a wrestler. You could sell 
golf, golf clubs, right? Golf clubs. You can sell golf clubs, tennis shoes. You can sell pottery for God's sakes, okay? I'm telling you this right now. If you position yourself as an expert, it'll work. Let's go back to the material. Thanks for putting that up. If you look down below that, Sarah, we have that written down in the middle of page one. Step one of leveraging social media is to answer these questions. Number one, how well do you truly understand the power of social media? Below that, you'll see social media has the power to build or destroy a business within minutes of what someone says. Below that, discover your why. What is your goal? What are you attempting to achieve? What is the purpose? How much are you willing to sacrifice of your time when it comes to your family, friendships, relationships, and personal wants and needs? And by the way, I put emphasis on wants and needs. There's a big difference between the two. Below that, who is your target audience? These are questions you ask. Thanks so much, Sarah. Scrolling down to the next page. What is their age? What is their income? What do they want? What, and notice, what do they want? Not what do you want from them. What do they want? What interests them on their newsfeed? Below that, how do you want them to perceive you? This is where you pick one of two personalities. So I'll stop right there. Sarah, can you take that down? Danielle, we'll go up here. These are the first steps to social media. First of all, how well do you understand it? How well do you understand it? I'll tell you this one. I don't know the full story. I don't know the full story, but I guess the owner of CrossFit, I guess the other day, like the guy posted something out there that was, was um, insulting to the, the social atmosphere of the environment in the United States. We all know what's happening uh, with the different, uh, the activists and things like that. Well, this guy posted a, a stick of dynamite, I guess, out there. And the next thing I know, my niece, uh, my beautiful little niece, Firuze, she's in CrossFit. She's ranked like 25th in the world in CrossFit. Look her up, Firuze Sagafi. Um, but I saw her post, I am no longer associated to CrossFit, which I was like, holy Toledo. She's like leaving for the CrossFit game soon or something. And then I Googled it, what happened? And I guess the owner put like one post up and he already lost Reebok. Reebok canceled their sponsorship of CrossFit within like 10 minutes of his post. He lost everybody. Now I haven't checked it in the last couple of days, but I'm telling you guys this, it can single-handedly destroy you, absolutely destroy you or it could build you up. That is the power of social media. That's the power of social media. Another question is, what is your why? What is your why? I'm not gonna go into the deep financial side of why I'm doing what I do, but I will tell you guys something. I have two goals in my life. One is financial, one is not financial. To achieve the one that is not financial, I need to achieve, I need to achieve my financial goal. So I know what my why is, and every single time I go to post on social media, I ask myself, does this answer my why? Does this, does this take me closer to getting me towards my goal? I've seen a lot of people post pictures of their chicken breast, post pictures of God knows what. Ask yourself this question. What value are you providing to your target audience when you take a picture of your chicken breast on a plate? Now, hey, Everyone's got their thing. I'm not saying I'm right. I'm necessarily wrong. This is how I do it. But I would argue that I've got some success behind it. You're going to want to identify your why. Another question on social media is, who is your target audience? Who are you targeting? I'll write this down for you guys right now. Watch this one here. Um, I target real estate agents. We're going to see this in a split second. I target realtors. The average age of a real estate agent is 53 years old and they're a female. That's from the National Association of Realtors. I got news for everybody. 
53-year-old females are not sitting on Twitter. They're not sitting on LinkedIn. They're not sitting on Instagram. You know what they're saying? They're sitting on Facebook. What did I tell you? What, web, what social media platform did I post on for eight straight years? Facebook. That's where my target audience is at. This is something you have to identify. Who is your target audience? And then what perception, what do you want them to perceive about you? What do you want them to think of you? When people say your name, how do you want them to think of you? That's a question I have for you. I don't post myself with alcohol, but I don't drink alcohol anyways. I mean, honestly, when I was in Oklahoma, thank God my mom's not watching this thing. It was like Animal House, man. It was crazy, okay? We were out all the time, whatever. I, I got my fill of doing stupid things when I was in college. But I don't drink alcohol today at all, whatever. But that's not a picture I want people to think of me. I don't want people to think of Hesh Sagafi when they talk about me. And the first thing that pops in their head is they're Hesh with a beer in his hand. I want people to picture a professional, somebody who knows what they're doing, someone who's polite, consistent, committed, and is somebody you should go to, someone who has positioned themselves as the expert. That's what I want. That's what I want their perception to be. And that's what you control. These are the questions here to identify what you're doing with that. So Sarah, if we go back to the material, and by the way, if there's any questions at all as we go, I know it's uh, 23 minutes in. I think Sarah, we, we take this to about 35 minutes in, so probably 10, 15 more minutes to go. But if you look in the middle of that page there or at the top of the page, page two at the top, it says, how do you want them to perceive you? This is where you pick what I call one of two personalities, in my opinion. Those two personalities are an educator or a storyteller, motivator, positive individual. So these are the two personalities I have. Sarah, if you could pull that down, and Danielle, you follow me over here. There's two personalities that I'm telling you to pick from. And every single person on this call, if you get a hold of me when this topic is done, you can get a hold of me tonight, this weekend, on Christmas Day, whenever you feel like it. I will help every individual walk through this process. I'm a very task-oriented individual. I believe in doing things in order. I'm organized in thought. I believe in trying to organize my thoughts. You can be a storyteller or a motivator, and I'll go all the way down here, or you can be what I call an educator. I'm gonna give you an example. I am gonna spend the last five or 10 minutes of the seminar over examples of the educator. And again, if you sell copiers, if you sell tennis shoes, if you sell mortgages, I'm gonna show you how to be an educator. But don't forget, it always circles back to this. You have to make a commitment to being consistent to doing something. I mean, for God's sakes, that doesn't cost any money and you could do it while laying in your bed. There is no excuse that any person watching me right now can possibly give me of why you cannot, on a consistent basis, be an educator. I'll show you what I mean by that. But these are the two personalities I talk about. I'm gonna start down here first. I'll give you an example of a storyteller, okay? Here's a storyteller. Um, I'm just, actually, I didn't even practice for this. I, I've been doing this job for 21 years, okay? Twice in my career, I almost declared bankruptcy. It was May of 2002 and March of 2009. In May of 2002, I charged up $54,000 on my credit cards. I was dead broke. I had no money. When people asked me how business was, I just lied my butt off. I used to tell everybody it was great, it's awesome. When the truth was, I was choking to death financially. My credit cards were over the limit. I actually spoke to my attorney at that time about declaring bankruptcy. I didn't pull the plug on that one, pull the trigger, but 
I thought about it, man, and that was bad, okay? In March of 2009, fast forward seven years, um, I had $600,000 in credit card debt. Yes, you heard that right, $600,000 on credit cards. The minimum monthly payments were $20,000 a month. Chew on that number for a while. I will never forget, I'll never forget when Bank of America, um, they wouldn't let me cash advance the credit card anymore. When my credit cards were almost maxed out, I used to call them ahead of time to say, hey, I'm going to go do a cash advance. I just want to let you guys know because I, I knew I don't, I'm, there's going to come a day when I'm at the teller's window and they're going to cash advance. And B of A said, sir, we can no longer do cash advances. I remember that one like it happened yesterday. $600,000 in credit card debt. I was drowning to death. I had no money. When people asked me how things were going, I would say it was going great. Some people would look at me and say, Hesh, like, you look like you've lost weight. And in my head, I was thinking, yeah, I don't have money to buy food for God's sakes. I'm not moving back to my parents' house. But um, those are two times in my life I almost went bankrupt, man. I was dead broke. I didn't have two nickels rubbed together. And I've always told people this. When I was dead broke, I wasn't a loser. And just because today I might have a, a company that's doing pretty good, I'm proud of everybody here. I've got a little bit of money. I don't have any debt. Um, it doesn't make me a winner. I've never defined anybody by how much money they make. I mean, I, I get pissed on all that. I've been dead broke and I've had money, this and that, whatever, okay? That's a storyteller. That's me sharing a personal story with you that I'm willing to share. I'm not saying every single person has to open up about their financials, but there's a personal side to everybody um, that when you share it with them in a, in a small little story, this is something people gravitate to. It helps give you credibility. It makes you a likable person because people, when you tell them that story, I mean, I'll tell you guys this one. People always say to me, Hash, how'd you get out of $600,000 in credit card debt? Simple. You want to know how? I just always think back to June 19th, 1997. I was stabbed in the chest and almost murdered. I was in downtown Cleveland, 2.30 in the morning. Five people came up to us. One person standing behind another, reached around another and shoved a knife right dead center of my chest. I almost bled to death. That's my baseline, by the way. That's my baseline. When I had $600,000 in credit card, it was like being on vacation, okay? I remember the thought in my head when I was laying on the dirty floor of BW3, the bar, bleeding to death. I remember the thought. By the way, I actually passed out when the ambulance got to me. I lost over two liters of blood, but I'm lucky the hospital was right there, and I got to the hospital in time to go through surgery. That's my baseline for everything. So when people say, oh, my God, Hesh, you had all this debt. It's not like being stabbed and almost murdered. So when you open up and you tell people, story tell, okay, I'm telling you, it builds a following, it builds your brand, it builds credibility, it makes you relatable, and people know they can open up to you and talk to you. I go down here to the educator side of it. I've only got about 10 more minutes to go, five or 10. You go to the educator side. The educator is giving knowledge without expecting anything in return. I'll tell you what I mean by that. There's a saying, I'm a king of sayings, right? One of my favorite sayings was said by Winston Churchill, but I thought it was Martin Luther King until I found out it was Winston Churchill. Um, the pessimist sees the difficulty within the opportunity and the optimist sees the opportunity within the difficulty. So that's, that's a personal favorite, but I'll give you another one that deals with the educator, okay? It goes like this. Blessed are those who can give without remembering and receive without forgetting. Think about that. Blessed are those who can give without remembering and receive without forgetting. That's an educator. That's a teacher. School teachers don't give knowledge to the kids and say, hey, kid, when you're, when you're 30 years old, if you're making money, I want you to come back and pay me. School teachers give knowledge with no expectation in return. 
The only thing a school teacher wants is to see their child, their children, their students to be successful. This is an educator. How can you leverage this? I'm going to show you some examples on this right now. And this is where we finish everything out. Um, Sarah, if you could throw the material back up there for me. We're almost done. Five or 10 more minutes. And again, if there's any questions or anything at all, um, fire them out to Sarah. Sarah will let me know you have questions. If we look at uh, that page two at the bottom, it says, focusing on the storyteller or motivator role. These postings can be a bit longer. You must be very careful to not make the post too long or not too wordy. This type of posting weaves a personal story in with the lesson, which is applicable to the audience. Be ready to make yourself vulnerable to tell things about yourself which are a little uncomfortable. Um, if you look below that, start with the bad and always finish with the good. That's an important message. Focusing in on the educator role, going to the next page, the educator provides information without selling. They have no expectation of getting anything in return. They do not really promote their, pro their product. They provide valuable information in one very brief sentence. The easiest postings are what I call did you know posts. I leave you with this. And this is leveraging Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, any of these places. If you look below that, it says, how does the educator role position oneself as an expert? After 30 to 60 to 90 days of postings, people will begin to see that an individual is someone who is specialized, has specialized knowledge of what they post on. If you go down a little bit more, Sarah, for me, here's an example of did you know post. Now, you guys, these are the postings that I do on Facebook on my business page. Now, I got a little bit away from them for different reasons, and there's a whole story behind that that I'm, I'm really trying to take my company up to a different level. But you guys could steal all of these. If you're a loan officer, steal every single thing I'm showing you. Um, steal, go to my, my business Facebook page from 2015, 16, 17. Steal everything on it. Steal the pictures, steal the post, Unplug my number, plug yours, take all of it, you guys. I mean, you guys could have anything I've got. If you need help, I'll email you everything I've got. You'll figure it out better. But these are what I call did you know post. Did you know that FHA does not require hand rolls? And I want you to imagine this. I want you to post today, did you know that the FHA does not require handrails? Tomorrow, I want you to post number two. The next day, I want you to post number three. The next day, number four, number five, number six, number seven. Post every single day. I've had people say to me, Hesh, is there such thing as overposting? Hell no. There's no such thing as overposting. If you're posting great information with great content that's valuable to your audience, you can post 25 times a day. Go read Grant Cardone's book called 10X. There's no such thing as overposting. Now, if you're going to post your, your chicken breast and your vacuum cleaner and your lawn that you just cut or got your car or something like that. Yeah, there's such thing as overposting, okay? But if you're posting information that is valuable to people, like all those things there, Sarah, can you scroll down to the next page? It's 33 minutes past the hour and we got a few minutes left. Those, those are, right there, I just gave you guys 20 posts for 20 days this month. Below that, you put in what I call a hook line for answers to these questions or other scenarios or to get pre-approved reach out. There's my phone number. Text me. I'm always available. You guys will notice I don't put in there. Liberty Home Mortgage's 30-year fixed interest rate is this. Liberty Home Mortgage does this. Nobody gives a damn what Liberty Home Mortgage does. They don't even know. They've never heard of the company for God's sakes, okay? Brand yourself. Brand your name. This is about you. You're the product. You're the person. You're the person people are coming to. That's the hook. It's simply, hey, if you want more information, call me. It's not 
come and get a loan. I have the lowest rates and the lowest fees, and I know everything. I'm the best on the planet, okay? If you go below that, I have something called applying the one step further principle. This is on social media. Like a real estate agent's post, but go one step further. Comment on the post. Go one step further than that. Private message them. Go one step further than that. Call them on the phone. Go one step further than that. Set up a time to sit down with them. Go one step further than that. Ask them if you could help them in any way. I'll tell you guys this one. I hate asking for business. I do not ask people for business. I do not. What I do is say, how can I help you? Okay. It's a servant. Men- I've been told it's a servant mentality. When I've explained it, people have said, hush, that's a servant mentality. I've had some people say, hush, that's biblical. It's in the Bible. I've never read the Bible. Sorry. Okay. Um, I've just never read the Bible. So I've never been to church, stuff like that, whatever. Okay. Well, weddings and funerals, but anyways, never been to church. Okay. It's a servant mentality. Every single person on this call, I can't tell you how absolutely terrified I was before this talk started. I'm even more terrified right now because my number one fear is that you watch this today. You took out 30 minutes of your day and the most valuable thing a human being ever will have to give in their entire life is their time, by the way. Money comes and goes. I can tell you how fast it goes when you're charging on a credit card, by the way, okay? Um, It's not about money, man. It's about time. Time is the most valuable thing we have in this world as individuals. The fact that you guys took your own time out of your day to come and watch me talk, I'm being dead serious. I feel like I'm wrestling against Penn State, against Gallagher or Carver Hawkeye or something like that, man. I'm nervous. Um, I really, really, really hope it's valuable. I hope this information is good. You'll see at the very bottom, I put for any questions, there's my phone number, there's my email, um, and then I finish up. I can go over anything with you. I do TV ads. I have uh, ra- I've done radio. Trust me, I've done, I've done this 21 years. I spend a lot of money on advertising. I will tell you this. Nothing compares to social media. Nothing comes even close to social media. You've got to leverage it. You've got to use it. Don't give me the excuses about money, time, or hash. I don't like it. I don't want to curse. I almost cursed, but Sarah, look, I didn't curse. You see that? A swear word was about four inches out of, coming out of my mouth. You guys, I don't care about the excuses, man. Save them for me. I hated social media. I hated it, but it's a critical part to getting me to where I want to go. So, I can't tell you how much I appreciate the collaborative for the opportunity. This is the third time they've had me on. Someone's going to figure out sooner or later, like, let's not let this guy on again. But um, hey, that's it for now. If there's questions, that's the material. I will help anybody on this call. My phone is glued to me like so. Um, Hook up with me on social media, whatever you want. I'll always give you the best I got. Sarah, I don't know if that's it. I'm cool. Hey, Hesh, thank you so much. That was awesome. As always, um, I did go ahead and put Hesh's social media uh, links to his social media in the chat box. If you have questions after this, you know, we have um, Hesh's information. I'll put it back up on the screen for a second here. Um, let us know. We'll we'll send it out to you. Um, I really appreciate it, Hesh, so much for your time. And for everybody else on the call, thank you for, for spending your time with us today. Um, just a quick reminder, if you are not a member of our Ask TMC forum, um, join. It's um, ask-tmc.com. You can ask other members um, questions, share answers to other people's questions, um, and keep joining these calls with us on TMC Connect. I'm sure this isn't the last time we're going to see Hesh. So (laughs) thank you so much. Hey, Sarah. Hesh, I wanted to say Stacey Schroeder uh, made a comment. She said she runs a training and consulting company. She's here because Hesh 
you helped her with her first mortgage back in 2011. So Stacey, she's constantly holy impressed smokes. with your presence and results and looking forward to learning. So oh, you're thanks so, kind, so much, Stacey. Stacey. Thanks, Stacey. Awesome. awesome. Thank you so much, Hash. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Thanks, everyone. How you can get involved with TMC Connect and witness the power of the network firsthand, please visit us at mortgagecollaborative.com.